0: What's up and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded b I'm
1: Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of.
0: Let's get down to business.
1: Really? Every time I hear that I think of the Eminem song.
0: the harm. Nope. Always Milan. I don't know what's wrong with you.
1: So welcome back to another edition of Freaky Fridays of B2B Roll. Today we're taking on Society from 1989. Amazon Prime says it was 1992, but that's wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I figured out why that is. Because if you go to Wikipedia, um, it was London release was in 1992.
1: So Society, what did you think? First impressions, takeaway? For me, this is a movie I saw way, way too young and spent several years trying to find out what movie this actually was based on just some really, really obscure Google searches and eventually landed on society.
0: Never, never had any idea about this before in the history of ever. Um, definitely in my top five favorite movies of all time now. Uh, <laughs> and has just cemented the fact that I need to get a mullet. This is a mullet movie. You know how like uh, vanishing point is like a car movie. This is a mullet movie.
1: So, this movie's been out for 32 years.
0: Can't believe I haven't seen
1: it. I was going to say, like, this should be a yearly watch, I feel like.
0: I can't wait to show my children.
1: I was uh, reading some trivia about this one, and apparently two things happened during the, like, pre-production stages. One, it was originally just supposed to be a movie about, like, a cannibalistic cult of rich people then that idea got thrown out the window when somebody had the great idea that we see in the finale. Two, the plot for this movie was actually written around the special effects.
0: Wait, so the effects were, they were like, all right, so we filmed this super awesome thing. Uh, Now we need to write a movie to explain
1: why. Well, yeah, it was more like, I want this really cool thing to happen. What plot-wise can we do to get to this point? And that was how the plot was like, Derived originally the movie was actually supposed to be told all in flashback. Um, it was supposed to because you know how he gets home in the very beginning and it's like all dark and everything. That was supposed to actually be the scene where he arrives back home and it's dark at the end, like before the big finale scene. And then the rest of the story would be told in like retrospect, where at which point it would come back to the finale scene itself. But for some reason, they didn't go with that idea and they decided to just have him come home in the dark under different circumstances as maybe sort of a foreshadowing for later events. I think I might have liked the flashback thing a little better, but at the same time, it might have revealed too much.
0: No, I like the idea that he's just, like, kind of losing his mind.
1: Yeah, because, like, part of the fun of the movie is you don't know if he's just, like, a nutso, paranoid guy.
0: No, they do that poorly. You definitely know what's actually happening, but it's a good effort.
1: Well, what about, like, when he bites into the apple and sees worms? Like, that, nobody did that to him. He saw that.
0: That's true. That's true. But for the most part, this pretty much accurately depicts him not being crazy. I don't know. I feel like I was more on his side than not when it came to that.
1: I was also reading that the um, shower scene with the sister in the beginning where she has like back boobs was um, boobs. was uh, filmed after the whole movie had been filmed because they decided they needed something a little bit more jarring at an earlier point in the film, like special effects wise.
0: Man, guys, this is really good. This is a really good movie so far. Everything's great. We need an incest scene, though. We need more incest scenes.
1: Let's talk about the plot. (laughs) That is the plot. That is the plot. (laughs) (laughs) So, this movie is basically like a movie version of a soap opera. Um, The only difference is it's got a whole bunch of weird, what the closed caption describes as squelching noises. And a whole bunch of really awesome body effects.
0: No, the Foley noises were not; I f- they were not accurate. They were weird to me. They they threw me off sometimes. But like, how about how about before we even get to like the actual movie itself, the fact that the opening credits song kind of does give away what the plot of the movie is, like a hundred percent. And it's basically just like a Mitt Romney speech.
1: The song does outline it all, but the song doesn't describe how literal that actually is yeah <laughs> It would actually be funny to see a society remake done in the same style as midsummer, where there's like just a tapestry
0: and Mitt Romney isn't it?
1: Well, let's go back to the plot.:
0: The plot is that song
1: so yeah the I mean they they talk about society the whole time and you'll make an, a wonderful contribution to society but you know there's also like a totally metaphorical way to interpret that which is how most people would interpret that but not this movie they mean it
0: what's weird is cuz they say that to him but they also say it to the ted guy but they mean it differently when they refer to both of them
1: but they don't mean society like no
0: they mean their special society
1: yeah so i mean that's like there's a there's like three different interpretations of like a contribution to society in this film there's like the standard one of like contributing to human civilized society or contributing to the cause society. Yeah. The weird, like cabal of alien scum for lack of a better not term. Aliens. I know. I'm just quoting what Billy says. They're not aliens. I'm just quoting what everybody said when he said it. His name was Billy, right? Yeah. Bill. Only like one person called him Billy. He was Bill. The whole time I'm watching this, I always, cause sometimes like, you know, if I look away from the screen and hear it, I swear Michael J. Fox is talking. Billy or Bill has a lot in common with Michael J. Fox. And I feel like if this movie had a larger budget, that would have been their ideal star for this movie.
0: Maybe. I mean, the hair. It's just he's like Michael J. Fox, and Michael J. Fox was like ripped um, the same height and had like a thinner jaw.
1: So, yeah, we had the opening credits. They play the society song. And just the whole time you're watching the credits, they're like darkened moving mounds of flesh lumps all around the back of the screen. Which, out of context, is very strange, right? You didn't know exactly what the movie was about, so what was your interpretation of that opening credit scene?
0: I did not really think about it. I thought there was just an orgy happening.
1: Okay. I mean, the, the image is darker, and it's like close up enough that you can't really tell what's happening. So the movie sort of opens with Bill and Milo playing basketball in the in the yard, right? Or in the driveway. And then all of a sudden a van pulls up in the driveway and they don't show anybody get out of the van. We understand later that it's David Blanchard's van, who I guess is the sister's- They actually
0: show the friend. van pull up because I was just like- No, no. They're just I, like, Blanchard's here. And I was like, nobody's here. Nobody that was the came. thing. The van was just there.
1: No, I've seen it before. And I specifically watched this time. I was like, when did the van actually get there? Because it wasn't there in the first shot. And the van pulls up And then all of a sudden they say Blanchard's here, Blanchard's gone, Blanchard's not in the van, nor do they show Blanchard actually walk to the house. So at some point he apparated from van to closet.
0: So you know how that happened?
1: How did that happen?
0: Continuity error. (laughs) And then it's like, we gotta go get him.
1: Yeah, can you kick him out? You know I can't see him. Come on, what are brothers for? Then there's the whole, like, David Blanchard hiding in the sister's closet while the sister's changing into her panties and some kind of weird corset, I guess. He pops out. Oh, whatever.
0: She put on a dress for her coming out party.
1: Right, right, right. For her cotillion.
0: I'm coming out.
1: Yeah? Who sang that? George Strait. Diana Ross? Yeah. So Blanchard pops out of the closet, scares the crap out of the sister, says he needs to talk to her. Uh, Bill basically throws him out of the house, and then the sister wants help zipping her dress up, which is the first time we see something like, what the fuck in this movie? Because when he's zipping the dress up, her back above the zipper is pulsing.
0: Yeah, But also, she was wandering around the house with just her dress, like, undid. That threw me off more than the... I get that they needed to, like, get to the pulsing thing but it was just like that's weird
1: well she was stressed because david blanchard scared her i don't know it was the whole movie's (laughs) got like a lot of weird shit going on in it and i think after this scene is when he goes out to the car to get to the school debate i don't really know what their schedule is but i feel like they're like never in class the entire movie
0: i also think it's funny because it's not that he's going to a school debate it's he's going to the basketball game and then there's a school debate, and I was like, wait, by basketball, do they mean debates? <laughs> and then there's a cheerleader and I'm like,
1: at one point he says, We won the game, but like we never once see him playing in a game the entire no. movie.
0: <laughs> we won the game and the debate, and it's like, what?
1: But he goes out to his car and there's a Ken doll or something in the front seat with like a metal screw in its head, and he's like, Oh, that's weird. But then he goes to the, the debate and while he's trying to talk, somebody asks him about, I guess it's her student body president, and he's going against this other guy named Martin. And somebody asks him what he thinks about having a dress code in the school. And then this girl proceeds to like Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct him with like opening and closing her legs. I wrote vaginal distraction for this part. And he turns into like a zombie and he's like fully advocating for school uniforms until his like pissed off cheerleader girlfriend slams her binder down on the, on the table and, like, snaps him back to reality, at which point he's like, I don't, I don't think they're a good idea. I actually
0: don't understand how that works, too. He's like, I think we should wear uniforms while staring at a girl not wearing a uniform showing her crotch. Like, what is he selling? Because he's doing it wrong. Why did I
1: write that? Why did you write what?
0: Like, later, like, I guess it's after Bill gets to, like, the psychiatrist, but he makes a joke about incest, but I forget what the joke was. So that note is, like,
1: useless. But, yeah, speaking of a uh, therapist... I'll take the rapist for 200. Um, he goes to. I was watching Celebrity Jeopardy the other day. <laughs> okay. The Sean Connery ones always get me. Like,
0: is this a parody or are these things that celebrities really said?
1: Oh, no, it's a Saturday Night Live skit.
0: Oh. Anyway. Oh, also, I immediately thought Billy Bill was adopted too.
1: But then he goes to the therapist and. Uh, well, because it opens up with him in the therapist. Sorry, we actually skipped that.
0: You brought up the apple worms, but that was it.
1: Right. Before the whole credit scene even, right? We get the scene of him in the therapist's office and he says something along the lines of like, I'm afraid if I scratch the surface, I'll find something horrible underneath or something terrible underneath. And then he like bites into an apple, looks down and the whole apple's coated in like worms and shit. Yeah. And that sort of is recreated here because he goes back to his therapist again. After the debate, when he's like, we won the debate, won the game. This, I feel like they just didn't have the budget to film a basketball game or something. <laughs> I feel like the whole budget got blown. Did you notice the guy who did the special effects, his name was like Screaming Mad George. I guess Screaming Mad George got the bulk of the uh, the lion's share of the budget for uh, the finale scene, You know, as rightly he should.
0: I did notice there was like a weird, somebody got credited for something. I was like, I've never seen that credited before. Oh. All right, well, I'll
1: figure it out later. So he goes to the therapist and he is in a great mood. He's happy. He grabs an apple, throws it up in the air, takes a big bite out of it, looks at it, doesn't see worms. You know, he's having a great day. Therapist's like, oh, so I see you're in a better mood. I think the therapist also says to him at this part, you'll make a wonderful contribution to society. Yeah. He gets said to him a couple of times, I think. But then after that is the back boob scene.
0: Bag boobs it's not bag boobs her whole upper body is turned around
1: right so he is on his way to the beach and he wants to grab some sunscreen he goes into the bathroom to get it and notices his sister through the rippled glass i guess of the shower sees that something is definitely not right her boobs and her butt they're both facing him at the same time and he just has to see that wouldn't you be a little bit i mean incest aside that's fucking weird
0: Here it is. I found it. Oh, no, that's the guy you were talking about. Never mind. But he's credited with surrealist makeup effects. That's why I thought it was funny.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I noticed that, too. Well, I mean, apparently he was heavily influenced by Salvador Dali paintings. Like, no shit, right? So that ties in. But, yeah, he wants to see the back boobs, so he opens the shower up, and the sister, you know, lo and behold, is just standing there naked, like, Billy, close the the door. And she's... She's not contorted in any way. She's just standing there totally normal. And there's a lot of weird... I guess it was to just make the plot more strange, but I didn't think the whole, like, Ken doll with the screw in the head, shrunken head on the locker, blow-up doll in the Jeep shit needed to be there, like, at all.
0: Honestly, if any of them were, the blow-up doll made the most sense of things. The Ken doll in the beginning, I literally just, like, overlooked that. Like, that didn't mean anything to me the the trunk and head also i was just like okay why like what does that mean but then like the blow-up doll made sense because of when it happened because it was right after he cheated on his uh his girlfriend who i guess they broke up technically mm-hmm. so i thought she
1: did it i didn't think like the friend did it and they never fully explained why the friend did it i guess he's just jealous of billy because no, he, he's was, the... he,
0: he says why he was like i'm just mad because you haven't been spending time with me but, like, those started when he was
1: still, like... When they were playing basketball. It was the same yeah, day.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we were playing basketball. And then we had a basketball game. Then you call out your girlfriend,
1: dick. Like, there I know that. how I'll get you back. I'll put a Ken doll with a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, dick. Then Billy goes to the beach with his girlfriend, which I don't know if we ever actually caught her name. She was kind of annoying. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. The alien
0: girl is way hotter.
1: <sighs> right? Not an alien. Um, she said some weird shit, though.
0: Are his parents slug farmers? Because I was so confused.
1: I was a little unclear on that part, What do part the slugs two? have to do
0: with anything? If it was snails, I'd be like, oh, rich people, snails. Got it. Those were just slugs.
1: Yeah, when he goes to tell his parents he's going to the beach, their gardener's, like, on one knee holding up a tray of, like, slugs and, like, holding one of them. He's holding one of them out with like chopsticks
0: or something. Oh, Billy's going to love that one. Look at the stripe pattern on it. The stripe patterns.
1: Yeah, they said something like, we've got an excellent crop this year and it's like a crop of slugs. At first you think they're looking at the plants, but no, they're not. They're
0: so confused. (laughs) That was definitely there just to fuck with you.
1: (laughs) But then we have the beach scene where he's at the beach with his girlfriend and she's nagging the fuck out of him, telling him, She really wants to be invited to Ted Ferguson's big weekend party. Billy has no interest in going to this whatsoever. Is that when the two little kids go by playing like alien monster games?
0: Yeah, and then they steal the sunblock and just start shooting it all over them.
1: Yeah, and she's like, my hair! Even though I'd be more concerned about the mouthful of sunscreen she just took.
0: Yeah, there's like a lot of continuity errors with the sunscreen in this part that I noticed. (laughs) Because like... He gets shot in the face by the little kids. Then he goes over to talk to the hot girl. He doesn't have anything on his face. So then she shoots him in the face. And then he turns around. And then where it is on his face is different than it was from when she shot him in the face with it. And I'm like, they're just, what? Why? Like, how many times did they shoot this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he still has some on his nose when he goes over to talk to Ted. But he goes over to like, 'Cause he he has the little interaction with the hot girl. I guess her name was Clarissa, so we can call her Clarissa. But then he goes over to like ask for Ted's permission to come to Ted's party, but it's like such an awkward interaction because he's like, Hey Ted, he anything does. going on this weekend? And Ted's like, nope, not that I can think of.
0: He's like, Have you heard of anything happening? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but this is one of those parts that I really got confused by because why is Ted special? Like, like, based off, like, because you said to like look into you know, like socio economical status and like social status and stuff, and you would think that Billy would be higher up because he's both rich and and a jock.
1: Well, no, because everybody else there, all the all the members of society, know that Billy's not one of them.
0: I know, but at this point, it's confusing
1: because yeah, we don't I know
0: about the society situation yet. No, so we don't you would think in and it's not everybody in the high school. It's an elite group of them. You would still think that Bill would hold a higher social status outside of their little clique themselves, but like in general and he's like like a dork.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange actually because like not a bad He's also like dude. five
0: five in a basketball player. So
1: yeah, Muggsy Bogues was like five three. You don't have to be tall to be a good basketball player.
0: Just saying. <laughs> Ted's like like way taller still.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that's just, it, it was kind of like the whole Daniel LaRusso versus like Billy Zabka dynamic, but the difference there was that the Billy Zabka character was rich and Daniel LaRusso was poor. So like you could explain it that way. But this one, there's not really a logical explanation for it, but it makes sense later when we find out that he's not actually one of them. Yeah. Because, like, the people in general, like, aside from... Actually, that makes sense. Aside from the society people, the other people in the school do think he's cool. Like, kids laugh at his jokes at the debate. He's doing well at the debate because he's liked. But the society people don't treat him that same way. They treat him with, like, kind of disdain and shit. And it's because they know he's, like, beneath them.
0: I guess. I don't know. I just feel like that's weird still. Like, even, like, you would think that they would use him as a tool.
1: But then Blanchard... Shows up on the beach and wants to go. That was a thing that happened in this movie. Everybody wanted to like grab someone and bring them like five feet to the left to have a conversation or something. Like you couldn't just talk to him on his towel. And he's like, no, we need to go talk by the pier. And then later, Martin's like, I need to talk to you, but not here. Meet me at this freeway underpass or whatever it was. Like they just have to like find like secret locations.
0: Is that Blanchard's first name? Cause I only called him Blanchard because that's how they referred to him in the whole movie.
1: No, it's David Blanchard. They, they said it. Who's Martin? Martin is the nerdy kid that he was going against in the debate. Okay. Why did you write to me on Discord? We're like talking right now.
0: Because I thought it was cute.
1: (laughs) So David plays this tape for him and reveals to Billy that he has put a listening device somewhere on his parents. And they actually juxtapose these scenes of Billy's parents and sister finding a hidden recording device in one of her earrings accidentally, I guess because she couldn't clasp it. And Blanchard playing this like audio recording for Billy of like all the weird shit his parents said. They were like getting in the car and then go, don't forget to buckle up. And then they talked about how first it's dinner, then copulation, and then you can do it with whoever you want, male or female. And uh, then basically it boils down to her, what sounds like her fucking Ted. Is that an uh, There's also weirder
0: noises than there than fucking... And then there's also, like, more than two people's worth of moans.
1: Oh, and then there's somebody screaming in a very not-I'm-having-fun way
0: toward the end. Definitely sounded more like a weird, creepy orgy to me in the tape. But also, speaking of that now, since we're there, the parents up to this point kept mentioning that the judge whatever is going to be there over and over and how the daughter should be excited about that i i was really under the impression that they were kind of like marrying her off or something i don't know if it even matters now at this point because they still kind of did it with ted but yeah it was like it's like old-timey society laws
1: there, there's definitely a hierarchy here that's like well established it's very not new money kind of thing. But yeah, they they do keep mentioning the judge, but we don't know what he's why he's important. He's a judge, but they all seem to have like lucrative, like powerful positions. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to afford all this shit. So what makes him so special? So David Blanchard reveals all this shit to him and he's like, Wow, this is really horrible. But then David Blanchard has an accident. Immediately. Like right after this. His van is flipped over in the road, his shit's strewn everywhere.
0: Well, no, that's not what it is. He takes the tape to his psychiatrist, plays the tape. Oh, the psychiatrist right. is like, "That's not what this says because they've altered it now." Uh, again, well, no, he to-
1: leaves the he leaves the tape with the psychiatrist overnight. Yeah, and presumably the family had time to re-record all that shit without the sex stuff to reinforce the fact that Billy is insane.
0: Yeah. And then while he's there, he's like, meet me right now, Blanchard. And then that's when the accident happens.
1: We're putting accident in like air quotes. Air quotes. Then he goes back to tell his family about it. He's like, hey, something terrible's happened. Because he knows his sister used to date this guy. And they're just like ignoring him. Like, hey, we got you an invitation to Ted's party. Isn't that great? But guys, I'm trying to tell you about something sad. They're like, oh, we know all about the accident. Very sad. And then (laughs) his sister's just like, I'm going to miss him. In like the most deadpan, I don't give a fuck thing. It was, it was not cool.
0: Apparently the death of like a, a poor person, because at this point, you know, you still don't know. It's just rich versus poor.
1: His van didn't look very expensive.
0: No. And uh, death of a rich person is less important than this socialite party that's coming up.
1: Fair. But Ted's party, I love the whole part with Clarissa because there's some, some good lines spoken there. But he goes to Ted's party. His girlfriend's pissed at him at this point, right? She didn't even show up because she was mad about the whole beach thing.
0: Well, I feel like he didn't, because he didn't get invited at the beach. He got it on his own. Preference. Oh, he must have never Him and his girlfriend her. had already fought. Yeah. They're not, already, they were already on not speaking terms. Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense. Then while he's at the party, Milo shows up to talk to him about something. I don't remember what, but he was already in the midst of being like flirted with by Clarissa who has a really crazy fucking bedroom, by the way. Did you see the elephant tusks?
0: No. No, I didn't really look at what was going on
1: inside of her bedroom. There's other things happening. You mean like boobs? Yeah, back boobs. But he, no, more like side boobs. The, ar- the extra arm coming over the top, because he has sex with Clarissa. And Clarissa is, in fact, one of these beings or something. We see weird shit, because she has, she's on top of him, and she's got her right arm over his shoulder and then all of a sudden another right arm of hers presumably comes in from the side and he's like wait a minute what's going on he kind of pushes her off of him and falls down to the floor and then he's looking at her and her body's contorted in a very like impossible way it's like kind of clearly two different people laying next to each other on a bed in different positions but it's still creepy enough then there's a great scene after that where she offers him tea do you remember this yeah so clarissa offers billy some tea and she says, what are you taking? in this, cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? Yeah, that was weird. What would she have done if he said, I feel like she would have just peed in it if he said yes.
0: Yeah, baby, let me see it.
1: Anywho. So, <laughs> okay, so while the whole Clarissa sex scene is going on, his girlfriend, Billy's girlfriend is in the car with her friend watching them through the window. And I think that's when Clarissa's weird ass mother shows up, which I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. They never explain it. She's been shunted. Is she a member of society? She has to be if she's Clarissa's birth mother, right? Yeah. She's got like purple hair, crazy amount of makeup, and may or may not have been lobotomized. Definitely Frankenstein. What are you talking about? And she has like a weird obsession with hair. She is just crazy about hair.
0: <sighs> and everybody knows about it. Like, it's not even weird. She was on the later, beach
1: too earlier
0: playing with that kid's hair and he's just like stop stop touching my hair
1: <laughs> but then he uses that as like an attack tool later look hair ah. but then he finds the blow-up doll in his car and this is what you were talking about about how maybe the girlfriend put it there because it happens after he cheats on her with clarissa
0: yeah which she watched apparently through the bedroom window is
1: the implication they kind of give but then he takes the blow-up doll and he goes like barging into his parents bedroom with it While they're engaged in some kind of weird family massage thing on the bed with the mother, the daughter, and the father.
0: All in their underwear.
1: There was nothing appropriate about that. And then they're like pissed at him for adding a blow-up doll to it.
0: Yeah, because he's a perv.
1: Yeah, like that was the weird part for them. But then after that is the Blanchard funeral, which... Why would you poke a body in the face? Why would you be like, let me just poke this body <laughs> in the face? Like, who it's does obviously that? obviously
0: not real. That's why. They, were, they, were, they knew. They looked at it and they're like, huh, they did such a good paper mache job.
1: But it actually was him laying there. I don't know why they did it that way. If they wanted to make it look not real, it should have been a prosthetic.
0: Because it wasn't him there.
1: <sighs> so that was a little strange. I don't want to poke my finger in this face. But then uh, Marty does a jump scare to I Billy. I
0: questioning some things pretty early on into this movie.
1: You really just have to have fun and ride along with it. Yeah. The whole movie is building up to the finale. This whole movie exists so we can have that glorious, like, what, 20-minute scene at the end?
0: So there can be a surrealist makeup effects artist.
1: So Martin, or Marty, whatever you want to call him, the nerdy guy from the debate wants to talk to Billy. He says he has information for him, and he wants him to meet him in the woods somewhere. Billy goes out later that night, finds him in the car with his throat slit. But did he? Yeah, runs to the first house he can find, which I think is Clarissa's. She calls the police. They go, it's an entirely different car, because according to Billy, it was a Volvo in the first place, and now it's something else. Not whatever this is. Yeah,
0: (laughs) he doesn't even know what kind of car this is.
1: No body inside, but there's a red scarf, and the police are like, oh, there's a red scarf. That must have been the blood you saw, which (laughs) is just like so dismissive, and. And the cops were just total dicks. And the cops, like, being rude to them, throwing them on the car, sort of, frisking them. And Claire says, like, you're going to frisk me too? I was waiting for, like, some kind of weird sexual comment, but the cop kind of ignored her. And then the other cop says to Billy, like, next time we meet, it won't be so pleasant. And that's like, because this was fucking great. I mean, they didn't
0: kill him. They didn't beat him. They just kind of handcuffed him and touched him a little bit. (laughs) It's, It's completely fine. It's normal.
1: But then there's the awkward speech scene after that where Billy goes to give his, I, I don't know how many fucking debates they're doing, but we spent so much time on debates. I don't know when he had time for basketball practice or class or like anything else you do in school. Or basketball games. Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> it wasn't like they could. They could have had him in class. They weren't doing anything during the day, really. Like,
0: Listen, once again, just don't even question it. I barely, I barely commissioned at all. When it was, I'm going to the basketball game. And then there was a girl cheering and there was a debate. I was like, that's a weird way to refer to basketball.
1: <laughs> but then he starts talking to everybody and he's wearing like this really big oversized suit also. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: That's 80s. That was 80s stuff. It was. And I liked his tie.
1: In some ways, I wanted it to come back.
0: Baggy suits? Because that's
1: how you dress like a friggin' old man. No, I wear like, I don't want to say yeah. tight, but I wear slim fitting suits.
0: No, you don't. Every time you send me a picture of you wearing a button-up, it's like a baggy, like sh- short
1: sleeve. Yeah, a button-up is not a suit. Anywho, anywho, he gives the speech and he's like, "Hey, everybody, where's Martin Petrie? Doesn't anybody think it's a little weird that he's not here? Never been late, never been sick. It's because he's dead." And then, of course, like five seconds later, I Martin saw walks his out.
0: Throat slit. Yep, and he comes in rubbing his neck though.
1: Like, oh, sorry, had a little bit of car trouble. I had a little bit of my throat being slit. It's all right. I don't understand why they spent so much time fucking with Billy in the first place. You know what I mean? They could have just, like, let him live a totally normal life, had him come home one day and been like, surprise, bitch. But no, they, like, gave him reasons to- There's they They could have, like, made it very easy. They could have had a comment about fear tasting better or something, but they don't even, like, remotely try to explain it. It's almost mm-hmm. just, like, done for the sport of, like, Watching someone squirm.
0: I raise someone to for that when they were just clearly just grabbing whatever they
1: wanted anyway. I feel like it's a psychological thing. It's more enjoyable to them to the pain, the torture. Somebody I don't know. Then they run outside, and Billy is pissed off, and Milo tries to follow him and calm him down a little bit, and then that's when he reveals to him that he's the one who was actually responsible for the dolls don't and the out shrunken anymore. head.
0: Even though they hung out in like, the very beginning of the movie.
1: But then, then Billy goes home to confront his family. And I don't remember exactly what he says here. I think he was talking about grabbing his shit and leaving, right? Um. But then they have like the classic men in the white coats come out and grab him.
0: Yeah, something like that. As I've said, continuity makes no sense in this
1: movie. And then they brought him, they brought him to the hospital. But then apparently they have to bring him to the morgue. Because he's legally dead now.
0: Yeah, well, let's, we can't forget the friend that's been following him who also uh, told him that he saw exactly what he said he saw to the police. That was before this, though. You mean but Milo? The friend, yeah, Milo also follows him. And that's how we find out he's in the morgue immediately. Just he gets brought in and then taken to the morgue.
1: But not really the morgue gets taken to some special wing of the hospital that apparently society rents out as like, I don't know, a preservative for their food? I don't know. A holding cell? There's not a lot of explanation. Free range, poor people? Is that a good way to describe that?
0: It's like the cage that they put the cows in before they shoot them in the face with the bolt gun. (laughs) So, uh,
1: Billy wakes up in the bed. And hears somebody screaming and he's like, Blanchard? Blanchard, is that you? But then he like pulls the curtain down and there's nobody there. Everything's very weird in this movie.
0: Because he's definitely crazy.
1: Yeah, because like they keep trying to reinforce that fact, but then everything else in the movie screams, Nah, he's right.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's why
1: I was like, I don't think it works though. They try. Like the only person that thinks he's crazy is Billy, not us. And only kinda. Yeah, only sort of. Definitely still on his side too. He's like, I'm not crazy. And he says some one-liners and shit that like, just, I don't know if it read better on paper than when they actually said it, but he like goes out of the hospital and he sees his car's there now parked next to Milo's car. He's like, Oh, they rolled out the red carpet for Billy. Great. And the friend's like, you can't go back to that house. It's a trap. They're expecting you. He's like, well, I don't want to disappoint anybody. And then he, he looks at Milo and he says, things are just the way they seem only more so.
0: See, this was what was really confusing to me, because he just like hobbled out of the hospital in his like
1: escape. But then he comes out and he's like so full of confidence all of a sudden too. It was like when Willy Wonka is like limping toward the kids and then like does a somersault and pops up. Yeah.
0: He's like, oh yeah, I was so confused. He's like he's he's like drugged up, just escaped the hospital, is like, well, I'm gonna go fuck some shit up now
1: he's like so happy too like he wanted to go murder his family right that was the plan pumped (laughs) pumped and
0: confident i don't even know if that was his plan i don't think his plan was to murder anybody because he's like oh shit people are still here
1: when he gets to his house he goes to Clarissa's house first yeah i don't know why
0: why not
1: well i don't think he like went there for a specific purpose
0: that's his girlfriend she loves
1: him (laughs) But she tries to talk him out of it. She's like, "You can't go to the house. They're going to do something very bad to you." Like she's actually trying to help him. She's not. She's not telling him what, but she does care about him.
0: It's like, um, it's like in the movie Babe when the little girl fell in love with the pig.
1: Do you mean Charlotte's Web?
0: Yeah, is that the one when she was all like, "Don't eat my pig, Wilbur." Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Same thing.
1: So just ignoring her advice, he decides to go back to the house anyway. And when he gets there, it is very dark. He seems to be alone. It's very reminiscent of the initial shot of the movie of him coming home late in the dark. Um, And he goes to the kitchen and drinks like five gallons of water.
0: Well, he was just like in a medically induced coma.
1: For like 20 minutes.
0: I know. Time makes no sense.
1: Everything is like breakneck speed, but it's all
0: implied that it's <laughs> taking longer somehow.
1: Even if just waking up from an anesthetic, it shouldn't have been like 20 minutes, but he's just like, no, nah, I'm good to go. Cause like his friend is still outside waiting for him. Like he didn't leave or anything. He didn't skip a beat. And there's nobody guarding the room. I, it, it was very strange. Then he hears laughter. And then that's when he goes into the living room, the lights turn on, and there's like a big surprise party for him that he doesn't want to be a part of. And they put one of those <laughs> harnesses around his neck that you would use to either control a wild dog or a zombie.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that they were made for dogs. I don't think that the police made them or like uh, pest control made those for, for zombies. I think that it's
1: definitely for dogs. It was definitely in the back of somebody's mind. That's all I'm saying. I don't I don't think that's true. But... So they sort of wrestle Billy to the ground, and everybody's like dressed up pretty nice, got their evening gowns on, suits, tuxedos. Everybody's ready to have a fucking party.
0: It is a party, man. It's Billy's coming out party,
1: basically. Yeah, and that's when Billy's therapist, amongst other people, sort of pop out and explain to him the gravity of his situation.
0: But it is kind of funny because they they like applaud like all of their acting prowess. Like uh-huh. this has all been like a like a stage play this whole time.
1: Yeah, doesn't the therapist say something to him like there's no business, like show business or something? Yeah, yeah.
0: And they're all patting themselves on the back for for pulling the wool over Billy's eyes.
1: That's like the ceremony of it, I guess. They have fun hurting people and tricking them. So it's not just about... Because I don't think at the end of the day that they suck off the poor to like sustain themselves or satiate themselves nutritionally. I think it's just an added bonus to life.
0: I think it's a metaphor for how the rich... (laughs) make their 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 wealth off the backbones of lower uh important people and how the rich have a tendency to be long generational uh groups of socialites that have come together in an effort to maintain their power and or control. What are you talking about? I mean that's definitely the meaning. I was a hundred percent right.
1: That's the only meaning of this movie. <laughs> it's like the most thinly veiled metaphor ever. <laughs> I don't even know if it is a metaphor. He's.
0: <laughs> it's exactly,
1: yeah, the whole song is exactly, that's exactly what the song about is about in the beginning and the end. It's like a fun literalization of it in a weird gooey format. But it's also poorly portrayed, so it barely makes that whole thing anyway. So when Billy's being held down, he sort of like transmogrifies into one of the kids from the beach. Because he looks at everybody and goes,
0: alien scum! Alien scum.
1: Yeah, and then they're like,
0: we're not aliens.
1: We've been here just as long as you have. And there's some kind of weird alternate human race that branched off and has been sustained through procreation of... breeding and leeching. Yeah. Just like rich people do. (laughs) And then Blanchard gets brought in. Blanchard, who was supposedly dead for like half the movie, gets brought in with like a white sheet on his head and his big-ass beauty mark on his face, which is like an easy way to identify him, I guess, because he has a very nondescript face otherwise.
0: Uh, I thought you were just because everybody seems to be, well, the, the judge in particular seems to really, really the like beauty him mark.
1: <laughs> well, I just Can't meant because David Blanchard is relatively nondescript like his he is not he does not have a memorable face but they do turn the beauty mark into a joke yeah <laughs> so then ted at one point comes over and kind of stands over billy and licks him with an incredibly long tongue and says i want you to pay attention to what happens to blanchard because you're going to be next
0: Well, are you like happening to blanchard and somehow billy is still like what
1: well clarissa is there as well and she's kind of hanging out near billy because she loves Billy. Leave him alone.
0: Yeah. I love him. We did it one time.
1: Get him a body bag. What? (laughs) (laughs) Stop quoting that. It's so weird. It's all in the reflexes.
0: I love you.
1: So Blanchard is the sacrificial lamb here. here. He is here to show us what these people do to the poor, and for Billy to witness it himself firsthand. Dinner time slash orgy. Their faces melt into his body. There are twisty, turny skin bits. People seem to meld together. Everything's covered in like KY or something.
0: Yeah. Now, now that we're finally here,
1: I've been waiting to get here.
0: You're mentioning it. I know this is your favorite, the part you've been getting to. How about um the fact that the fact that the makeup guy gets a whole whole extra special plug. And that this seems to be what the movie was written about. Um, The makeup effects aren't good. The prosthetics are like falling off of them.
1: They're not. the. I mean, one of my least favorite prosthetics was actually that weird, like, giant, ghastly grinner face that they gave the therapist later.
0: Yeah. What was that? Like He just becomes the Joker. (laughs) But the stretched out mouths parts, like there's parts where you're watching it and it's definitely peeling off of the
1: people. I mean, I didn't. For this one, I don't think the special effects were necessarily top-notch. Like I think the thing had better special effects, and that movie came seven years before this one. But this one fucking went for it, man. Like this movie dove headfirst into that. They didn't leave anything for the swim back, and they just went for it. And it is easily one of the most memorable scenes because of that. Like it is just nuts, whether it looks My great favorite or not
0: part though, is the fact that um, the big rubber, 100% plastic foot that, like, floats up at one point. That was a good one. I liked that. It wasn't good. (laughs) It was good, though. It wasn't good. It was good. (laughs) That's all all I can say about it. I just went, that looks cool. It it reminded me of, like, an
1: amusement park ride for a minute. During this whole, like, sucking on David Blanchard, pushing his body around, he's like Play-Doh with a head at this point. Billy sort of breaks free and for some reason runs upstairs. Because it's a horror movie, man. He runs upstairs and smack dab into his parents' bedroom, I guess, which is, I don't know if it was meant to be anything other than funny. No, man. This
0: is 100% serious.
1: But the mother is laying there in the bed with, like, arms coming out where her legs should be, but they're not her arms because she still has her arms.
0: They're dude arms. Really buff dude arms.
1: So they're the dad's arms. But, but the then- dad's not
0: really buff, so whose arms are they really? Apparently this is what they do when they have family fuck time, is they just become one with one another. I guess, sort of, because the dad's not. But uh, the dad's a butthead, so.
1: Yeah, because he calls the dad a butthead earlier, and then when he sees the dad here, the dad's face is coming out of, presumably, the mother's butt. And
0: he says, I really am a butthead now, Billy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he makes fart noises like raspberries with his mouth. I was like, and then,
0: totally legit, serious moment in this movie.
1: Then there was, I guess, claymation or stop-motion animation, uh, where the mother's top half is walking around on these man arms toward Billy, who has fallen down now in disbelief, and the sister's head, also covered in KY jelly, flips out from the crotch area and says something along the lines of, any edible fantasies you want to indulge in now, Billy?
0: And then the Joker comes and knocks on the door.
1: Now, Billy was already out of the room by this point. He he comes up to do that right before the fight. But while this is happening, downstairs is The Shunting, which is a great title for a movie. The Shunting. And The Shunting is basically anal fisting.
0: But is it in his butt? Because it kind of seemed like he went through the crotch. But at this point, who knows? He says,
1: we're going to get to the bottom of this. So I feel like that was a direct butt reference. Okay. So the judge, trying to put his hands in some kind of weird fist-like thumb through the finger position, fists the fuck out of David Blanchard and does not stop until his hand has gone through David Blanchard's mouth and is pulling on the top of his head. And then he's sort of like, shudders and collapses in pleasure not david blanchard the the judge
0: yeah 100 percent stopped like trying to figure out like realistic mechanics in this point
1: because i was like that judge's arm is really long now (laughs) and us well i would i would venture to say that david blanchard's body was more squishy because they even said judge he's nice and pliable now oh no but i mean still like where the judge was and where his head was was far apart (laughs) But then that's when Billy comes back down and they're like, all right, Billy, it's your turn. And he basically throws down the gauntlet and challenges Ted Ferguson to a mano a mano fight to the death.
0: Yeah, where's the part where the guy with the hand head and also the hand tries to flick Billy with both? That was a pretty good. Pick. I like that. It, hadn't, it didn't make any sense, but... That might have happened when he was running upstairs. Okay, yeah. The, the weird mutated people, this is all over the place with that.
1: But, you know, in more socioeconomic stuff, because when he challenges Ted Ferguson to a fight, the therapist, I think it was, goes, oh, we have a slave revolt. Yeah. And then they give this great boxing-style introduction to Ted Ferguson. They call him the master of the hunt, the champion of the shunt, Ted the Tycoon Ferguson.
0: And they also introduce him as being alive since before Caesar and some other time period. They reference to.
1: The descendant of Caesar and like Genghis Khan or something. Yeah. That's what it was. And then they go, and Billy from nowhere in particular, Billy the Bastard Whitney. It's like the original Jon Snow. And then Billy gets his ass beat. Billy does get his ass beat for a while, and Clarissa's mom comes out and, like, body slams the fuck out of Ted Ferguson, which is the only reason Billy didn't die right there. And then Ted decides he needs to suck on Billy's essence. Yeah, he kisses
0: him on the mouth.
1: Yeah, he puts his mouth on his mouth, starts sucking, and then tries to fist Billy, at which point Billy grabs Ted's arm, twists it like a piece of rubber, and everyone screams, What's happening?
0: Does that mean that they're, like, at their weakest? Like, because, you know, most of these movies, the bad monster thing is weakest and its feeding type bullshit. And since they turn all pliable, is that why he was able to, like, twist his arm around? That's when I'm going to go? Because he went all laffy-taffy.
1: Yeah, well, I love when Billy calls him. He punches Billy in the face. Billy falls down, and Billy goes, is that the best you got, Gumby? I just thought <laughs> it was a great moment. But he turns Ted's hand around, and somebody yells, what's happening? And then... Billy fists Ted. Fists so good. This one the mechanics were really weird, because it looked like he just punched him in the stomach and then his arm became like four feet long.
0: No, it looked like he punched him in the dick and then his arm became four feet long, because once again, Ted is way bigger than him, and um as far as you can tell, he's only elbow deep, so somehow his forearm grew the entire length of this man's torso to his mouth. <laughs>
1: So he pushes his hand, oh, and don't forget about the scene, like right before that, when he first puts it in, and Ted Ferguson's mouth is now normal, and he's like, yeah, like, like a total like, like Looney Tunes cartoon character moment. It was like a live action cartoon. So Billy fists him all the way up, puts his fingers out of his eyes, his eyes fall out, and then he grabs the face. And yanks it inward and turns Ted's entire body inside out. Which for some reason, his entire anatomy was composed of like worms and centipedes. And everybody's like, oh my god, it turned him inside out. And one of my favorite lines is somebody yelling, don't touch him till he's congealed. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I
0: I guess maybe they'll absorb him back into them or something, maybe. Who who knows? It doesn't really matter anymore.
1: But then... Everybody's distracted. They're all afraid of Billy. Billy punches his adoptive father in the face. Then Milo, Clarissa, and Billy drive off into the sunset.
0: This is a very um Who's the guy that wrote Naked Lunch?
1: William Burroughs?
0: Yeah, like postmodernist writing in film form. Where like most of it doesn't matter.
1: No, that's the thing. A lot of this movie makes no sense, but I don't even care.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's, I love this. It was it's definitely like something along the lines of like something whatever Burroughs would have written.
1: There is like no other movie that goes this balls to the wall with like weird shit. Honestly, like I mean, there are weird movies. You know, we have like Mulholland Drive, just things that like are confusing and meant to be confounding. But this movie does not try to be any more intelligent than it is. It's like we are going to go full bore weird shit. This movie was someone that went all
0: right. So we're going to write a movie. We got this really cool idea at the scene. There's going to be a giant orgy where people get sucked off and uh, they melt. Um, so, so what do we do? All right. So there's a son. Yeah. And the parents are fucking the sister. Yeah. Because the son's adopted. Yeah. And they just kept like throwing shit. And they were like, we don't really need the middle part. We just need these points to get hit. And we'll just, f- we'll just
1: fucking wing it in the middle. And like David Blanchard only existed. So we could get a chance to see what the society people do and not have Billy die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, We need him to live at the end, because he's gonna win in a, a fist fight. How about the um the fact that the girl is just like, I love him, just like immediately. Like they bang one time. And she's like, I love him. Nobody well, else calls her out for it too. They're all like, Why? He's food.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's because she only interacted with like society people up until that point, and he was a little bit more like I feel like Authentic. they really
0: wanted to add like a Romeo and Juliet aspect, and then they're just like,
1: that you know, we're close, we did. That's enough. That's all it's needed. So society? No other movie like it. Best movie of the eighties, probably, and that's not true. Best movie of the eighties is big trouble in little China. Five out
0: of four beards.
1: Definitely up there on the weirdometer meter and sci-fi factor, even though it doesn't really have the sci or the Phi. No, it has the Phi. Well so I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Society three out of four beards because not the best plot, but totally just a realm of its own.
0: I'm going to give it five out of four beards because I don't think the plot matters and I loved it and it was fantastic. It's a classic Romeo and Juliet meets ass fisting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I love how you like have gone your entire life without seeing this movie and now it's like, where have you been for so many years? Top five. Top five. <laughs> So, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbroll.com, for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. And check out our Discord. Don't forget to get shunted. Don't get shunted.
0: Don't get shunted?
1: I don't, I don't want to get shunted. Do you?
0: I love you. <sighs>